Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mayo, author of Not Another Diet Book and owner of Nourished, a coaching service that is dedicated to helping you feel amazing in your body and helping you thrive. I am so excited to get into today's conversation. This is the topic that comes up often when I ask for your feedback, when I ask you what you want to talk about. I frequently hear, how do I gain more confidence? How do I gain more self-trust? How do I become somebody that I can depend on? Because when you are somebody that you can depend on, your confidence goes through the roof. And I mean that in the best possible way. Confidence can have a bad connotation. We can think, oh, overly confident, full of yourself, cocky. And that is certainly something that happens with some people, right? But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about true confidence, which is an understanding to your core of who you are, of what is important to you, of what you will do for yourself, of how you show up in your life, of how you show up for your relationships. It is understanding who you are and feeling pride in that understanding. It's knowing that you are somebody that you aim to be. And like, how fucking magical is that? So we are going to go through ways that you can deepen your confidence. If you are already like on a strong footing, amazing, lovely. I hope you still tune in because you will gain some more tips and tricks that I think will help you even deepen that further. Or if you feel like, okay, I'm starting from scratch here. I am not confident at all. When I walk into a room, I shrink back. I don't want to be seen. If you're somebody who hates public speaking, if every time you see a photo of yourself, you hate it. If you feel insecure whenever you walk into a room, this this is the episode for you. The first thing we need to talk about is what confidence is. And while confidence is absolutely feeling good in your favorite pair of jeans, it is absolutely throwing on a pair of heels and a pair of hoops and feeling like, okay, I like the way I look. I like the way I am embodying this outfit, this persona that I want to put on tonight. That's absolutely confidence, but that's a superficial level of confidence. When I say confidence, I don't mean security in how you look. Yes, again, that's a part of it, but I mean the security in how you feel and what you believe about yourself. True confidence is knowing who you are. It is not lipstick. It is not heels. It is not high hoops. Those things all help, but if your confidence is dependent upon what you see in the mirror, upon the number on the scale, the size of your jeans, any of those things, or even worse, if your confidence is dependent upon how you think other people feel about you, then you're on shaky ground, right? You may feel confident, but that confidence can be taken away from you at any time. That confidence is gone as soon as you take off those earrings or as soon as somebody's opinion of you changes. That's not true confidence. That's shaky. We are going to talk about building an identity that is with you to your core, that is foundational and that nobody can take away from you. And that starts with identifying your beliefs. What do you believe about yourself? Because a truth is you will never rise above your beliefs about who you are. If you see yourself a certain way, going above that vision of you 
you're going to bring yourself down. This is, you know, called limiting beliefs for a reason. And this is where I believe a lot of self-sabotage comes from is we get to a place that is above our current vision of ourselves and we bring ourselves back down. And we do so subconsciously. We don't do so on purpose. Nobody wants to sabotage themselves. This is this is the same thing as when you're feeling really happy and then you have one of those intrusive thoughts that's like, oh, well, what if? Or, you know, something like that. When you're enjoying a moment, when you're fully involved and submerged in a moment that is beautiful and then you hear that voice in your head pop up that causes you to question it or that causes you to think like, well, everything could change and everything could be taken away from me. Like it is the same thing when we supersede our vision of ourselves. I think this is a lot of the reason why people tend to have yo-yo weight loss. Yes, so much of that is habit-based. So much of that is because, you know, you, instead of focusing on your habits and how you are treating your body, you're focusing on the number on the scale and you're not building things that are sustainable. That is absolutely a huge part of that. But there's also the belief part and, you know, for lack of a better term, the metaphysical part. And that is you... If you have always seen yourself as a person who doesn't feel good in their body, if you've always seen yourself as somebody who is struggling to have their weight, somebody who has to diet, somebody who has to watch every single thing that she puts in her mouth in order to maintain her weight, then that is exactly what you will be. And so you hit that quote unquote goal weight and you have that working against you. You still have that story of, nope, I don't feel good in my body. I don't treat myself well. I have to micromanage my diet because the second I stop doing that, the second I stop calorie counting, I'm going to gain all the weight back, right? I can't tell you how many women I've worked with who have that story. I can't tell you how long I carried that story. And so I completely understand it. But that is why it is so important to regularly or at least once a year, once a quarter, check in with your beliefs. What do you believe about yourself? And if it is a limiting belief, if it is a belief that is not working in your favor, if it is a belief that is not holding you accountable to your potential, challenge it. Ask yourself, where did this belief come from? Why do I view myself this way? And, you know, fair warning, this may not feel that good, but I, I believe it to be an important part of the process because quite often you're going to see that those beliefs aren't yours. There's something that you picked up from a comment, you know, your, your parents made years ago that you've been carrying with you or a dance teacher made or a coach made or a teacher made or a peer or society, any of those things. It's like, oh, I believe this about myself because so-and-so said this. And I've just been carrying that with me for so long. This is not mine to hold on to. And so identifying that is important, but then taking it a step further and asking yourself, okay, and what evidence am I looking for that is keeping me in the confirmation of this belief? And so to continue on the example of dieting and not feeling great in your body because I know that's something that so many of us women unfortunately can relate to what are we doing that is keeping us stuck in that belief how many times a day are you saying I'm so fat I'm so bloated I feel so gross how many times are you saying I'm gonna be bad 
I'm going to be bad. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to have, I'm going to have the French fries. I'm going to have the dessert. I'm going to be naughty. And like referring to eating food that you enjoy is something that you should not be doing, right? How many times have you told yourself that you're too busy to start exercising, which may feel like your truth, but is it the truth? Or is it something that you are using to uphold the idea that changing your fitness routine, starting your fitness routine, any of those things are not available to you? And I, I hope, again, I'm always here. I'm always here to talk you through any of these things. So if you're listening and you're like, okay, okay I kind of get where you're going, but I'm having some questions, please reach out to me because I am happy to talk you through this because this is a crucial part in building your confidence. It's understanding what you believe about yourself. And when you come up against those limiting beliefs, those beliefs that are keeping you stuck in your bullshit, those beliefs that are keeping you below your potential, it's Important to know where they came from, but as soon as you identify that, we can get rid of it, right? Because it's not going to do much good. You know, the story is there. The past is the past. Digging into that is where I think a lot of people get stuck, right? Like we dig into that that situation, that past trauma, that past experience, and by doing that, we can convince ourselves that we're healing, but we're not. What we're doing there is just kind of procrastinating. What the real work is going to come from is saying, okay, what evidence am I holding on to that is confirming this belief? What am I currently doing right now that is holding this piece of history that is not here anymore? What am I doing right now that is making my history my present? That's where the real work comes in. And when you start looking for the ways that you are using evidence against you, that you are using your actions against you to hold on to that belief, that is when you can start making really, really amazing changes. And that is when we can start building and deepening your confidence. Using what you uncover when you start looking for evidence and actions that is keeping you stuck in that belief, take what you find And use that to set achievable goals. And achievable is in bold. (laughs) It is bolded. It is in italics. It is in all caps very much for a reason because one of the main ways you build confidence is becoming somebody that you can trust, becoming somebody that you can depend on. And you do that by setting yourself up for success, by setting and achieving goals. You set these goals that you know you can do. And that's not saying you're setting the bar low for yourself, but also you're kind of setting the bar low for yourself. You're stretching yourself just enough that you're making yourself work, but not too much that you're going to create so much resistance that these things are not going to happen. And this is where self-accountability comes in handy, right? I... I'm the type of person who loves a fucking to-do list. I get off on checking something off of my list. And so I have been known many a times to write down things I know damn well I'm going to do without much resistance to put on my list only for the satisfaction of checking them off. Like that's some real bullshit right there. I used to. I'll admit this and I know I'm not alone in this because I've talked to some of you about it. I used to write down things I already did on my to-do list just to check them off. And like that is the ultimate form of bullshit, right? Like that's how you know like, all right, I'm setting the bar a little too low for myself. And so when I say achievable, like That's not saying like, I'm going to drink one glass of water. That's a little too low. Everybody is going to drink one glass of water. Something 
more achievable and in alignment with moving you in the direction of your confidence and of your growth is saying, okay, how can I stretch myself in a way that's going to make me work, but also in a way that I know I'm going to get this done? That is what I am saying. You want them to be manageable and you want them to be impactful. So writing down things on that list that are not going to be impactful may make you feel like you're doing something good, but you're not doing anything at all. And again, I'm very much talking to myself here because I have been guilty about this in the past. I I've talked about my bullet journal a lot lately. I really, really love that as a means, as an accountability tool for me. And I write down every single month the daily intentions that I want to focus on. And then every single morning, I go back through the list of what I did the day before and I see what I didn't do. And there are certainly things that I have been guilty in the past of putting on that list that really don't need to be there. Like I know I'm doing them every single day, but I was keeping them on that list because I knew it was one check mark I could make that made me feel better about all the other check marks I wasn't making. <laughs> That's not good, right? That is not good. So, you know, all that to say, when I say set achievable goals, make sure that you're going to do them, but make sure that they stretch you a little bit. Make sure that they push you a little bit because that's how you really build confidence. When you know like, okay, I'm making myself slightly uncomfortable for this. I am making myself work for this. I have to put some thought into this, but I am still doing it. Those are the type of goals that are going to help you really build your self-efficacy and build your self-trust. Set the intention to stretch yourself just enough to know that you're working because you do not build confidence by staying in what is known and what is comfortable. You build confidence when you push yourself outside of your boundaries. So give yourself a chance to learn and when you don't, embrace that failure. That is a crucial part of building more confidence. It is embracing failure rather than letting it be something that deters you from trying again or something that you use to talk shit to yourself and confirm limiting beliefs. That's very, very important because this happens all the time. I hear this all the time in sessions. And again, I get it. We use any past failures as confirmation of why we cannot do something. This is, you know, back to the calorie counting example, back to the weighing myself every day example, which I didn't say this week, but we've definitely talked about in other past weeks. You know, I've heard so many times, well, when I don't weigh myself every day, that's when I'll gain weight. Or when I don't micromanage my calories, that's when I'll gain weight. That is when I'll do it. And I know because I tried. I tried and then this happened and and that's exactly why I have to. And you use that one example as confirmation of why you are stuck in that belief and in those behaviors. And that's bullshit. That is absolute bullshit. Instead of using failure as confirmation of something you cannot do, use it as confirmation that you tried. Use it as confirmation that you are stretching yourself and maybe it didn't go the way that you planned, but you had the courage to do it. And then say, okay, well, why didn't it go the way I planned? Why was I, what was really happening here? And so let's use this scale as an example. We beat calorie counting kind of to death, but don't worry, we will keep doing that. (laughs) And I talked last week about how I want to start like a private feed. Calorie counting is absolutely something I want to talk about in a more enclosed and safe setting, in a setting where I know that every ear listening is an ear that wants to be there. Um, Because calorie counting is something that it might surprise you to hear me say this, is something that can be useful in certain situations and 
in some cases can be absolutely necessary, but it's highly individual and like anything, it's a tool. And so a hammer can build a beautiful house and it can also smash the fucking shit out of your nail right? It, out of your nail, out of your thumb, out of whatever, if you are not paying attention. They, those are the type of conversations I want to have, the conversations that are a bit controversial and very, to be honest, contradictory. But anyway, back to not weighing yourself every day. That's something I hear a lot. You know, if I stop weighing myself, I just I gain all this weight. What is happening? In actuality, what is probably happening is you need to go to the bathroom. You're a little bloated or you're weighing yourself on a day where you know damn well you just ate like shit, right? You're, you add a ton of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates have what in their name? Hydrate. It means every gram of carb is going to make you hold on to more water. That means you're going to see the scale go up because your body is has more water, just just more water. It's not fat. It's not weight. It is actual hydration. But we see that scale go up and you take that as confirmation of, oh, okay, this is why I need to weigh myself every single day. When really what is happening is you're just confirming your bias and convincing yourself that you are not capable of trusting yourself. Don't do that. Use any time where you find that things are not moving in the direction which you want them to Use that as a time to reflect and one, again, congratulate yourself. I'm trying. I'm trying. Two, congratulate yourself a second time because you caught yourself in your bullshit and that is so fucking important, right? Anytime that you can bring awareness to when you are slipping and do so in a kind manner, that is a huge sign of your growth. And so double congratulations right there and then get curious. What am I doing? What am I doing? Why is this not working? What is going on? What do I need to change? Am I being too strict? Am I being too dogmatic here? Am I not allowing myself enough flexibility? Or am I giving myself way too much fucking flexibility and I need to be a little more strict and I need to really call on my discipline here? Like what is going on? Only you can figure that out. But when you take failure as a tool because, and I know you've heard me say this because it is so true. Failure is such an opportunity to springboard yourself so much further in your growth because it gives you an opportunity to look your bullshit in the face and respond differently. So again, huge flex. Failure is a flex when you take it as that. And so use it as that. What can I do differently? What is not working right now? How can I make adjustments and hold myself accountable to my potential and try again? Use that opportunity as a chance to call in true self-care. To spoil yourself in a way that strengthens who you want to be and how you want to see yourself. Because again, that's something that we don't think about with confidence, but I believe is completely braided in and intertwined with confidence. And that is being somebody who has a strong, stable, self-care routine. But (laughs) the self-care is truly self-care. It is not self-care in the form of manicures, margaritas, trip to Target. It is self-care in the form of I stay on top of my laundry. I stay on top of my meal prep. I have a solid nighttime routine that allows me to get restorative at least seven and a half, but preferably eight hours of sleep. I take time in the morning for myself to set myself up for success in the day, to set my intentions, whatever you need to do that morning, like true self-care. When you give yourself an opportunity to focus on true self-care, it's going right back to the second thing we talked about. It is setting yourself up to Do things that support yourself and things that hold you accountable and maybe slightly stretch you. Like I am somebody at this point in my life who 
And again, I'm not saying this is a flex, you guys. I am absolutely not saying it is a flex because I was a garbage pail human for so many years. I, I'm saying this to show that it's available to you because Lord knows this was not my reality, you know, in years past. But anyway, at this point in my life, I have a very strong self-care routine, especially on like the weekends. I have one day, either Saturday or Sunday, where I am taking time to make sure that my laundry is basically all completely done. And I'm doing that throughout the week because that's my bullshit. I don't like to let things get stacked up like that because then I'll feel overwhelmed and then I won't do it at all and I've learned from my past mistakes, right? Same thing with meal prep. Like I have to do these things and I call them self-care. They're not tasks. They're not stuff on my to-do list. They're not something I hold resentment over. I view them as self-care. In doing that, giving myself that gift to view these things as self-care means, one, that I'm doing them, and two, the days I don't want to do them, which is very, very fucking frequently, <laughs> like that's when I'm stretching myself outside of that comfort zone. My comfort zone, my default is to be lazy. And so when I can push myself just a little bit, find that accountability And then reward later with that, you know, okay, then you get to lay on the couch and be like an absolute fucking sloth human. I've strengthened that idea of who I am, right? I've I've kept that opinion of myself. I've stretched myself beyond what I wanted to currently do by doing these self-care tasks. And it's allowed me to keep that identity. And that's so important with confidence. You want your desired identity to be your actual identity and finding actions that allow that to make, that allow that to be your reality. Like that's how this all bleeds in together. And that's how it all becomes this just beautiful circular process that once you get going, it it creates like a snowfall effect. And once you build that little momentum, it's going to keep going. And like I just said, I've been doing this for years. There's still so many times where I feel resistance against some of these things, but it's easier to keep the momentum once you've taken time to build the momentum. It's just giving yourself an opportunity to do so. And so, you know, all that to say, meet yourself where you are. Wherever you are right now, meet yourself there. See yourself as you are. Don't do so with shame. Don't do so with judgment. That shit does not drive change. It is not going to do anything productive for you. Just accept yourself. Accept yourself fully as you are right now in this moment and do so with a full awareness of where you are in this moment because any sort of denial, denial does not build confidence. Denial builds delusion and we all know those people. We ain't trying to be those people. I was those people for a long time and we don't do that shit anymore. Meet yourself where you are. Do so with kindness and then just start taking inventory. Go right to the top of the list. What do I believe about myself? These are working in my favor. Wonderful, amazing, fucking awesome. What is keeping me stuck? And how can I change that script for myself? Give yourself that opportunity because it's available to you and you deserve it. That's Those two things are just forever truth. It's available to you and you deserve it. And as always, if you need help, hi, I'm your girl. Reach out. I would love love to be your confidence cheerleader. (laughs) I am going to tie this up right now. Um, As always, if you have not, please just take a minute to rate and review this podcast. It means the world to me and it keeps me showing up here every single week. Next week, we are going to talk about the power of language, another highly requested topic. What do our words mean? How can we use our language to shape our reality in a way that just works perfectly and deliciously in our favor. So I'm super excited about it. I hope you'll join me. And in between now and then, I hope you have just the most delicious week.